This is Agents Influence Podcast. I think another big piece that I learned throughout that whole experience was how to set expectations and also how to give feedback to each other was probably the biggest missing component I think there is. What's interesting is both me and my, the, the partner, we even coach on that stuff, you know, we teach that, but to implement it in your own internal company, I think there was a little bit of disconnect there. And the other thing to remember is your expectations can change. So I think leave room for that too. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, you loyal listeners, to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with me, Jason Cass. And today I have Miss Kimmy Donahoe. And we are really looking forward to this because I know I am and I know you are. If you don't know it, she has her own podcast. Kimmy, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. And what is the name of your podcast? I'll actually co host it with Joe Hollier. Uh, It's called Metal Health, where we dissect metal music and talk about mental health and interview people. And it kind of goes a little bit all over the place and it's a good time. Wow. That sounds awesome. I mean, it really does. Mental health. Wow. My loyal listeners know I talk about that a lot. Um, That that means a lot to me. Best way to put it is, is when mental health is medicated or not medicated, therapeutic, counseling, whenever it's put in check, however that should mean for you, uh, it's actually a superpower. 100%. It really, truly is. It really, truly is. So anyways, okay, Kimmy, let's get on with this. I appreciate you joining us. I've kind of watched you out there on LinkedIn and other social sites dancing around, and I thought (laughs) now was the time to uh, get connected. And thank you very much for joining me. So Kimmy, give me a a couple things about you. You, um, Tell us a little bit about you, where you're born. Bring us forward to who you are now. Oh, wow. Where I was born. Yeah, we're going way back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, back in 1988. Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Same year that Metallica's Injustice for All album came out. So Brent, <laughs> if it, that makes anyone feel bad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was actually born in California. Uh, okay. Both my parents are engineers and they moved out to Tucson, Arizona. Uh, my dad was an entrepreneur, owned an engineering firm. So that's what actually brought me out to where I am now in Arizona. Gotcha. What part of Arizona? Tucson. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So south, southern part of Arizona. Correct. Yes. And uh, love it out here. It's known for the dry heat, and they definitely don't lie when they say that. We don't really have seasons out here. It's either coldish in the winter and really hot. <laughs> right. The and the coldish is not cold to the rest of America, but it's coldish yeah. to you. I mean, right? you can get down into the 30s, you know, Ooh. occasionally, but it's, but it's, yeah. Woo. Ooh. Hey. Um, yeah, I think it's getting down to 30 tonight here. You know what I mean? Oh, so, gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it might be 50 degrees uh, in yeah. the evening right now. It's glorious. Yeah. Well, it is. I'm moving to Florida in September. So oh, okay. I'm going to get, um, I'm not, uh, the dry doesn't bother me. But the reason I was saying this, Kimmy, I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. So okay. uh, yeah, no. and I, I was raised there as a young age, but all my family still lives there. 
um, mm-hmm. north there of Tucson. But that dry heat, you know, it, it's both ways, right? You come out here, you're drenching wet, just stand, standing outside for five minutes, right? Yeah. But there, it, it's not, but you can't go outside because it's so hot sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. like, it's like a hair that, dryer in your face. Yeah, that sweat that we have here actually kind of keeps you a little cool, you know, so right. you can still go outside. So it's, you know, it's just how life is, right? It's a balance. Which one Which one <laughs> do you want to prefer? You're yeah. right about that. So here we are and talking I've about the weather mm-hmm. here on Agents Influence Podcast. So Kimmy, so tell me what you do right now. So at the moment, I am an agency success manager for Openly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you listeners have heard of them. Love Hence them. The, we the purple use hair, them. purple things. Yeah, everything's purple. And uh, when I'm not doing insurance-related stuff, I'm also a musician. So I actually sing in a couple different projects. Heavy metal? Actually, yes. I I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I have an acoustic duo. We're a little more tame. We do some of the classic rock and, you know, some of the Do you ever get, she's uh, loyal listeners, if you're listening to it on the podcast, she's got long hair. Do you ever do like the headbang? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to. God. Gotta see it one day. Yeah, Sounds I haven't awesome. quite figured out the the screams and things like that, but we do we get in it pretty pretty good. So we actually uh just we just announced it. I have a Iron Maiden and Judas Priest cover band called Iron Priestess. Wow. So you'll you'll see some posts and more things about that here soon. Iron Priestess, I like that. Yeah, that's yeah, wow. super fun. I like it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's your side hobby. That's your alter ego. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't even know if it's even an alter ego. It's just, it, it's me. It is me. <laughs> it's you. I love it. Oh, I love it. I'm yeah. serious. Do you I like love metal, it. I assume? Or uh, you, uh... I, I, Here's the deal. No, no cop out. I'll listen to any type of music. I, I cool. love them all. If you, you know, listening to my thing whenever at the end of the year when Spotify plays all my stuff, my friends will mm-hmm. listen and they'll be like, damn, dude, you listen to all kinds of stuff. I was just in New Orleans. I love jazz. Do I Ooh, like yeah. heavy metal? I have to be in that mood to like really want to kick somebody's f-ing ass. You know, I just really want to. <laughs> and in Reese's yeah. listening to this, my editor, yes, beep that out. I know she hates it when I do that, but it's the truth. Hey, I need real. to be, yeah. I need to be on a Red Bull. I'm on a Red Bull. I'm ready to go. You know, it's great for that. It's in for some people, it has the opposite effect. And that's what's really fun about the other podcast that uh, I do with Joe. Is you know sometimes people put that on to actually do the opposite, focus and relax. So it just wow, it depends on how your brain is fired me. up. Apparently, you know <laughs> that's amazing to me to think yeah. that. Wow. Hey, everybody's different. You know what I mean? Why we yep, love this world? It's what makes it life. great? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. But so yes, that's what so, I do when I'm not doing insurance related things. When you're not doing it, and so how did you get? Okay, so how did you get to openly? Oh, great question. Uh, so I used to be an agency owner, uh, produced through Openly. Absolutely love the product. Love, love, love it. Um, love the easy use. I love that, you know, had great coverage. Obviously, I'm, I'm not doing it justice right now, but giving no, you context into to what brought me over, it was actually great timing. You know, there's, there's timing to everything. I was actually in the middle of exiting a business partnership and openly happened to have a position in Arizona. And I'm like, you know what? That's, I've never worked for a carrier before. I wanted to explore the insure tech side of it. And it just, the timing was perfect. The people were awesome. And it was just like, uh, it was meant And you to be were cool. an owner of the agency? Is that what you said or just working in it? Yeah. Yeah, I was the owner. Mm-hmm. So then, so you sold the agency to a partner? Mm-hmm. How'd you get out of it? That's exactly, yep. Yep, it was a, we had a business partnership. It was a split up, not a bad one. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a, 
you know, everyone does business a little bit differently. And absolutely with the, with the openly opportunity, it just made sense. That, you know, and it is exciting. And, you know, you, you had a little bit, according to you, not me, a little bit of trouble trying to explain openly. And no, you didn't. The <laughs> fact that you were explaining it the way you did, you know why? You can't explain it. When you talk about other insurance companies, the legacy companies, right? The ones that we all have in our agency, not hating on them, but mm -hmm. we also know their weaknesses and they know them too. Sure. Openly fills not only their weaknesses, but actually is starting to become a competitive advantage. I think there's a lot of these insure tech companies. I would like to call them indie tech because independent insurance agents use them. Imagine that. So mm -hmm. these indie tech carriers that we have out there, right now, the two that are innovating, that are growing, that are understanding our needs, I would say are, you don't have to agree or not, are openly in branch. Now, that's what we see in our agency. I was just at BrainShare, and a lot of people have never heard branch and then come to find out they're not in their state, right? Mm -hmm. So that may even be the same, the same thing here. But those, you guys have got it figured out. Some of the others, and we don't have to name them because I'm not, I act like I'm downing them, but they have like one line of business, right? Or you have to do the service through the app, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, guys, where you're going, we're going to get there, but you can't come out with all this shit immediately for the consumer. I mean, you got to ease up here a little bit. And the agent. What yeah. do you think, Kimmy? Uh, I actually resonate with everything that you just said. The cool part about Openly, and I can actually test to this be because I work for them, uh, it was built by insurance people. There's a lot of insure tech companies that are technology, you know, getting into the insurance space. And, you know, Openly is quite the opposite. It's insurance people getting into the tech space. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and a lot of the people even on, you know, even some of my peers come from the field, you know, in production, either they were agency owners themselves, like, like me, uh, or people that produced, you know, as, as producers. So it's people that have sat in the seat and understand well what said. agents know and need. So that's, that's, what's really cool about this side of it. And I think the other thing that you said was about, you know, getting into different products and stuff. So right now openly does just do home, you know, with talking about bringing out auto eventually, but yeah. you know, the, the cool part about openly is, they do things, they're smart. They mm -hmm. hired some really smart people. They it did. was founded by some really smart people. So just really cool to watch everything unfold. Yeah, so many people that I talk to that use them, um, and we do as well here. I mean, we really do. And then uh, I have been aware that you guys are going to roll more out the package to kind of round it out. And obviously, that's coming because some of these carriers aren't, and they have no interest in doing that. They got their one line, but it comes, it isn't figure that openly comes from that independent side would understand that importance. So that's great. So let's talk a little bit about when you were an agency owner. What exactly did you do at that agency? Oh, goodness. Uh, everything. And when I say that, it's because literally that was the name of the insurance company was Everything Insurance. Wow. You know, when I, when I first started the agency, I was trying to think of all these clever names, you know, about something that was special to me. Like uh, before before music, I actually used to be a competitive shooter. So I was doing three gun competitions, you know, pistol, rifle, shotgun. So I thought, wow, oh, I want to do something like the word precision. That that word's taken. It's it's there's no offense to anyone with that name. I love the name. So you guys <laughs> took it before I did, you know, um, you know, or spot on or something. And there's actually a podcast, I believe, called Spot On Insurance Podcast. I'm like, well, I can't take that. And uh, when I was trying to think of a name, you know, I didn't want it to be my name. I wanted it to be something mm. that, you know, the team felt like they had a piece of it, you know, they're helping build 
And uh, someone asked, well, what kind of insurance are you going to do? And I'm like, probably everything. And it was like, bing, the light bulb went off. That's what we called it. And, you know, developed specialists within the agency. Because, you know, I'm a big fan of, a lot of us talk about it in this industry, you know, the niche, finding your niche, right? Mm -hmm. So while the agency did everything, different people, different producers ended up finding their niche, which was really cool to to watch that happen too. Hmm. So yeah, as far as my role... I literally also did a little bit about it, everything, you know, I'm sure any, any agents listening when you a fresh startup coming from nothing and you're in the red for the first few months, you're everything. You are the janitor, you are producer, CSR, manager, CEO, you know, whatever title you can throw out there, you're doing everything. And about a, a year into it, had a team of producers, ended up grabbing a, a great CSR around that same time too. And that's when everything just kind of, it just exponentially started growing, brought on business partnerships uh, about two weeks before COVID happened, which honestly was probably the best thing that could have happened because they had, they had systems and models in place that I just, I didn't have, you know, I'm, Mm -hmm. I've always just kind of flown by the seat of my pants, which uh, I know drives people crazy, but that's just how I know how to take action. While, so, so some of my frustrations came from, it felt like being slowed down you know, bringing on a business partner. It's like, well, why can't we do this now? Why do you want to do it this way? But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, the the things I learned from that are you can't put a price tag on that. It's just, you know, learning about the systems and how to make decisions not based on emotion, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Well said. No, well said. I'm just eating this up. I'm making some notes over here. Because, you know, you talk about the frustrations that you had with a business partner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking about this at BrainShare last week and that Travis and I have a phenomenal partnership. It's very unique. I don't know if many could replicate it. It's that intense. And the thing is, we didn't know at that point in time. But everybody I called, I would call them people who I looked up to at that point in time. This is back in 2013, well, 20, 2014, 2014. And I look back and, and they, every one of them told me, no, they're like, Jason, you already have, you already have something created. You're already going. You shouldn't do it. You know, the only reason why I did, and maybe there were others, but his, his oldest brother, he's the youngest and his oldest brother was a good friend of mine, like really good friend of mine in high school. I mean, I used to go around and Travis, he's like 10, 11 years younger than me. He was the guy who was running, the kid was running around in his, you know, in his diapers. Cause I was like 14 <laughs> at the time. Right. So it was, uh, it was unique. So I wanted to take him and I knew he had been winning awards and stuff. But one of the things that made it so unique was Travis immediately always was like, hey, this is your baby. I'll, I'm the only reason why I'm wanting ownerships is to know that someone's not going to do me wrong. You know, he had heard the horror stories of people being told and, hey, you're promised this, but really doesn't come to fruition. That was something that happened to me. 
And then it just came to the point in time where Travis is the most supportive person, but like, I think he likes this partnership just as much as I and depends on it because every one of his weaknesses is my strength. And every one of my weaknesses is his strength. It's, I'll be honest with you, it's eerie. Like, I mean, people like, I'm kind of like you is my, my interpretation here of the fact that you're kind of high strung, like very go get it, do it, do it. He is too, but he's very calm, cool, and collective, right? As soon as we have two drinks, I start getting quiet and all of a sudden he becomes the loud one. You know, it's, I mean, <laughs> funny how that works. The, the little things, I hate finances. He, that's his expertise. You know, he, oh, went great. School, yeah. he went to school for that. You know, he hates the prospect. I love the prospect. You know, it's it. So it's just, it's always been that. And so that's why it's hard for me sometimes to push and cheer on other people who have partnerships because I think a lot of times they don't work out. And it's not wrong of either person. It's just two people who are not working out, you know? Yeah, it's definitely a a difficult thing. And it's something I've been really digging into and trying to learn from others that do have, you know, like yourself, a great partner. You know, what what are the kind of qualities that you look for? And I think that's the hard piece is because everybody is so different. Mm-hmm. And it's basically you're getting business married to somebody, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. you don't find out those things until three, four or five years, you know, down the road until you move in with them. Right. You know, right. <laughs> so, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I tell my team all the time, a relationship is a relationship is a relationship. You know, all the relationships are the same, the same that one that you have with your clients, that you have with your friends, that you even have with your significant other spouse. That one, there tends to be a little bit more intimacy, but outside of that, they're all built on the same thing. They're all built on trust and mutual, like there's an understanding of where that partner stands. And you brought up a good thing, Kimmy. One of the things that I think that the loyal listeners is what we call them, the loyal listeners can really take away from this is, you know, finding that person. I guess it is hard, but it's not. When you do your day-to-day job, what's the shit that just like, it, you have to work like, it's like your brain has to work 700 times harder because you're like, I just hate this shit. Mm-hmm. You're just like Kimmy was, you're like, got all these hats on. You're like, I hate this shit. Write that down, right? That's the kind of partner you're looking for. You may not be perfect on everything, but those top three, which are going to make up probably 80% of the decisions you guys are trying to make, you know, I think that's something that you could probably learn from. And actually, you could probably just ask also your significant other, your friends or family, like, what are my weaknesses? Because that's what you're looking for, right? That's what you're really looking for, your weaknesses. There's a lot of great tools to help guide you through that stuff, too, such as predictive index, personality assessments. You know, those are the way you answer the questions. It's it's so eerie how it tells you, hey, here's your areas of improvement is what I like to call them rather than weaknesses. because. We're not weak, right? Right, Jason? We're not weak people, but we have a lot of places where we can improve or just we don't enjoy, you know, doing certain things, you know, kind of like, like you said, uh, your partner's good at finances. That's definitely, I can make a great spreadsheet, but I don't want to analyze it, you know? So that's definitely would have been a a quality of somebody that that I would want to partner with. And I think another big piece that I learned throughout that whole experience was how to set expectations. And Ooh, also good. how to give feedback to each other was the probably the biggest missing component I think there is. What's interesting is both me and my the the partner, mm-hmm. uh, we even coach on that stuff. You know, we teach that, but to to implement it in your own house, you know, well not house, but you know, in your own internal 
mm-hmm. company. I think there was a little bit of disconnect there. And the other thing to remember is your expectations can change. So I think leave room for that too, is you can draft up this beautiful agreement and talk about this is how we're going to do things. You know, that we're people, mm-hmm. we're dynamic, you know, things change daily. So leave and, room and, for that. And I think if you have two people, you're also, it's easy to find that balance because one's here plus here, one's a, uh, you know, you can kind of look at that. And I think, I think the hardest part also is looking in the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually realizing the finance side. Not only do I have to make my whole brain work seven times harder, I'm not good at managing the money. I'm just not. <laughs> and it just takes you to realize that. And then when the money starts rolling in, you start realizing quick, like, we need to get somebody who really can make these decisions. And here's the deal. Making decisions are easy, but when it's hard for me to do it because I don't even want to do it and I have to go learn about doing it, it's just like, this is what this guy went to school for. So why, yeah. what are we making this difficult for, right? I have to be honest. As I said at the beginning, we got lucky. I didn't know this stuff. So I'm trying to, you, me and loyal listeners, Kimmy and I are trying to share with you, you know, some, and I don't, and Kimmy was talking about this earlier. This is no bad on her or her other partner. I mean, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, no, they, we're actually friends. Yeah, but yeah, to this day, yeah. that was the beautiful thing. The way everything worked out was uh, we did it. We were good at having conversations, you know, and, and hard, having hard conversations, I think, is the most important thing in any role, you mm-hmm. know, whether you are an agency owner or even even if you're not. Learning to have hard conversations, both at work, in your personal lives, whether it's a romantic relationship or with friends, is huge. I agree. And I think that's, yeah. <laughs> You know, I also, I coach a little bit on productivity too. And, you know, just like as a salesperson, Jason, you can relate to this is you always take, you always tackle your hardest ones first. You get those out of the way. Mm -hmm. You know, some people will even do role playing, you know, and I think it's the same thing with having, you know, your personal and business conversations is get the hard ones out of the way first and the rest of the day is easy. I heard Billy Williams say last week, a very favorite friend of mine, he said, he told everybody in the uh, crowd, he said, the reason why people in your office don't like to role play is because they know they can't bullshit you or your or their colleague like they can the customer. And I mm. really, really thought that was well. And loyal listeners, you hearing me say that, you know that's true. Um, and it's even hard for me, right? I get put up in front of a stage and they're asking me common things that I answer with my clients all the time. It's so hard when you're speaking with another insurance person. But then again, it's the good communication. And once you master that, then going back to the customer even becomes better. So I, uh, sorry, I got sidetracked on that. He, no, uh, that's great. I, I could talk about role play all, all day long, but my favorite thing about it is it teaches you other perspectives. You know, you think you've got a great script and then you hear mm-hmm. someone say, even if you just walk away with one golden nugget, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that was worth it. Yeah. You know, we actually just started implementing some of that over here openly. And, um, I'm kind of helping pilot that. And it, it's true. Most people do not like role play strictly because of the feedback. So that was the thing that we actually attacked first was how to give feedback to somebody. Oh you know, because a lot of people, one, either you're scared to give the critical, uh, you know, the that. constructive feedback. And a lot of people don't want to hear it. So one of the things I actually learned from back from my business partnership was my business partner would say, hey, Kimmy, on a scale from one to 10, how do you want me to give this to you? <laughs> you know, this piece of news. And for me, I'm usually a level 10. I'm like, hey, give it to me. I'll figure out how to handle it. But most people aren't like that. So it's very interesting to come across someone's like, oh, give it to me as a two. And then trying to figure out how to structure your next 
move around that, you know, has, mm. has been huge. And, and that's also, it's great to learn that with clients too. Cause same thing, if you're, hmm, oh, here's a good one. What if uh, you get a, a non-renewal notice, you know, and now you got to call that client and tell them, Hey, it's, it's not you. It's the, car- the carrier. They don't want you, you know, and learning how to have hard conversations like that so that you're not mm-hmm. putting them off and then everyone gets surprised and they're pissed off anyway. So yeah, because those conversations are going to occur. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, Billy says you need to protect your staff, right? They, you're protecting them. You're giving them armor just by turning them loose. You're sticking them out there with no ammunition, no way to help. He said, not even that. It's There's no way for them to better the experience when they don't even know really truly what to say. And then what do they do? They just make shit up. You know, what did we do when we were brand new? We'd be like, well, this, you know. You knew yeah, you were sure right. Covered, like, oh. yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if it came to that, you were like, well, let me call the company. But, you know, billing, you're like, well, I think they take your credit card. So, yeah. so you know, I, I agree. And, and it is something that that's really, really tough. You're right. We have jumped around on some on some great topics, though. <laughs> really, really, yeah. truly have. So give me any last things. I mean, uh, wrapping up, I think now that, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people have got to know you a little bit better. Anything you want to say? Um. I think uh, the big piece and the big highlight that we talked about was just being able to set expectations and have hard conversations. I think if we can leave everybody with that and, and mm. you know, even, even if you have to role play it with somebody, I'm sure either one of us here on this podcast are happy to do that. So reach out to either of us. Sorry, I'm, I'm not volunteering you. <laughs> She's volunteering. <laughs> but, uh, me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, if there's something I can help with or you, if somebody does want to hop on a, a role play, I'm happy to be a partner to that. You learn something from each one. Yeah. All right. I'll offer it too. Cascalendar.com. <laughs> Cascalendar.com. If you go to Cascalendar.com, you'll see 20-minute meeting with Jason Cass. Click it and you can come on there. Cascalendar.com. So, you know, Kimmy, your expectations and stuff, I think that's so important. Not only because we, we try to, we need to set that with our families. We need to set that with our spouses. We also need to set that with our customers. I even talk about that a lot in the quoting process, whether it's commercial or personal lines, making sure you're setting those expectations because they don't know the process. You do, but they don't, right? And and uh, things go smoother that way. Kimmy, I also appreciate it. I want to give a shout out. Where can they find you? Uh, tell them about the podcast and other things besides finding you at LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the podcast is on Spotify. It's Metal Health. You can actually, and you can find Joe or I on LinkedIn. And then you can find me on literally any of the social media platforms. I'm under my name, Kimiko Donahue, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I'm happy to connect. You'll probably see a lot more music-related stuff on the socials. I hope so. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be a good time. So uh, kudos to you. Openly's got a great one. All right? Thank you. You know, I think there's so much that we can learn out there, loyal listeners, basically from what we just talked about. I mean, you could back it up and you could really think about the partner section is very, very big because a lot of people talk to me about that. And I really don't have any secret sauce other than just what I told you right there. And you probably got a lot more right there than most people do when I'm talking to them face to face. I think you just need to find that balance. You got to find it. But I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of people, you already probably know that person. It's a more a probably in between your ears. I mean, are you really willing to sacrifice, uh, you know, to give up part of the ownership, maybe to allow someone to have those discussions? If you want to talk more about it, go to castcalendar.com. You click on the 20-minute talk and I'll give you a call or you can give me a call. 
Uh, this has been Jason Cashy, where you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. She's Kimmy, and we are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, in virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high-quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60-second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.